Well, grace and peace, everybody watching uh, on uh, Bridging the Gap podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Nathan Brozier. It is always my honor to uh, do these for you and to bring them to your home, whether you're watching them live on YouTube, or not live, but watching them on YouTube, on the video, or you're listening to this on our podcast. Go ahead and subscribe if you will. Uh, You can subscribe. um, And that way, every time I upload a new video or, or podcast, you'll get notified. And so please do that right below the screen here. Just subscribe and and you'll get all our updated information. But today I just want to simply talk to you. I'm excited actually about this. I was inspired this morning. Um, wasn't really where I was even going to go for this week's episode. and uh, But I felt, felt really inspired, let's say it that way, uh, to speak this part. And, uh, and it simply is just titled, uh, Why Do We Doubt Him? And uh, why do we doubt? And uh, so if you have your Bible, follow with me, if you will. Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 is where we'll start at. And we'll read until 31. And it reads just right immediately before this all happened, where this particular content is brought into the Word of God. Uh, it, Jesus had just fed the 5,000. That Bible talks about men, uh, but there were multiple people there. He just fed the 5,000 with fi- two fish and five loaves of bread. And, and this is where it, it, it takes place in 22. It says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind, and the waves, the Bible says he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. And he said these words to Peter, you have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? So today my title simply, why do we doubt God? Why do we doubt God? I remember, I I look at this text, I've had this question presented to me often, is what was the significance or even what was the purpose of Jesus walking on water? I understand Jesus raising people from the dead. I understand Jesus healing the blind or or the sick in in, in itself, uh, the lepers. And I understand that concept because Jesus is a healer. Jesus is a restorer. But why was the purpose or what was the purpose of Jesus walking on the water. 
uh, was there any true significance? And, and so obviously there is significance because it is written in this particular chapter, not only in Matthew, it's also relayed in the other gospels as well. And, but when Jesus walked on the water, he did something that was precedent and or unprecedented, I guess at that time, that he made a statement that I will defy all logic of man's logic that is. And so when we see them after they just witnessed a mighty miracle, we watched him or we hear the story where he fed 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. So let's just say every good man has a wife and he has one child. So let's say there was a minimum 15,000 people that he just witnessed feeding them just from two fish that a young boy found. Well, I'm not gonna say it was little fish, I'm not gonna say it was massive fishes, but it just, just it said there was two fish and five loaves of bread. And he did a, such a miracle at that moment. So here we immediately see them after already seeing what God can do, how he took uh, something and made it more than what it was capable of doing. If we think about this particular passage, he defied logic right there because logic tells you that two fish, five loaves of bread can feed maybe a family. And he broke the bread and when he broke the bread, it multiplied. It didn't just, he didn't break it into small pieces and say, okay, they get one little piece of fish, uh, uh, just one little particle of it in a, in a, in a snippet of, of, of bread. But the Bible says that they were filled and they had baskets left over. He already, he already defied all logic of man with this unprecedented uh, uh, event that he just produced here. Unprecedented. Never in this time had they seen food be multiplied just by somebody praying over it and breaking it. So they already witnessed the greatness of God uh, in performing this miracle. And so here we see them as time has went by, they're on the ocean now, they're on the sea. And when we see them in the sea, the Bible says that there was a strong wind and a storm was brewing and they were fearful. Now, I would love to tell you that immediately Jesus came walking on the water. But look what the scripture says. It said at three o'clock in the morning, then Jesus came walking on the water. He didn't show up immediately when they were in need of help. He didn't show up, he didn't show up immediate or in the same hour even, because when they left, they left that scene, this was, this was not a midnight hour. They had left across the sea. And so they may have left at eight, nine o'clock for our minds, to, since we're on clock time and Jesus is outside of time, just for us to understand that they had left, let's say eight o'clock, right before the sun, sun, uh, the sunset, let's say it that way. Use your sanctified imagination, as Bishop would say. So we realistically, we realize that's around that time, eight, nine o'clock. So hours had went by and here we have Jesus walking on the water in the pit of the darkness hour. Now, it was interesting to me at three o'clock in the hour, if, if, if you look at some studies that that's the hour of the witch is what they say. Uh, this is where demonic warfare 
is, is usually presented, depending on what circles you're in, what books you've read, you, you can kind of find this, to find this to be so true, that this is the hour of the witch. And so when they see Jesus walking on the water at what has been perceived as the hour of the witch, uh, that's why one of the disciples made a comment, is it a ghost? Is it a ghost? So they were fearful of that time. And let me give you a little playback, and this is just some added bonus stuff for you. Uh, Previously, Jesus had just cast the demons out of the swine, or or, or, uh, cast the demons that went into the swine. If you remember the story, and the swine went down into into the water and drowned themselves. Some people would tell you, some theologians would tell you that they had thought at a certain time of the night that that water was cursed or that water was uh, possessed or certain parts of that area at a certain time of the night. So now you can use your imagination why the disciples yelled out, is it a ghost at that time? Because that's where the demonic uh, demon-possessed swine and went down to drown. And so we see this during this time that here now Jesus is walking on the water. And Peter just stands out, which we come to realize just through scriptures, that Peter was a very bold person that he if he would always challenge the word of God almost and said, listen, if, if that is you, Jesus, then, then call me to come out and I'll come out. Bade me to come out. And uh, Jesus said, yes, come. And so what he did right there in the midst of a storm, in in the midst of a strong wind, that where there was fear all around him, he stepped out of the boat and defied all scientific logic now. He defied the logic of man, the science that we know in earth, that when water is a liquid and it is not a solid form, And so when Peter stepped out by faith, because he saw that Jesus, the same man that told him, you see these things that I do greater than this shall you do. Think about these things are probably going through Peter's mind. Watching Peter just, Peter Peter just watching him just hours previously, breaking bread and and cutting apart the fish to feed, let's say 15,000 people. He's already defined the mindset that he has developed over his, let's say, 30 plus years of living at that time. He's already broke that mold, that mindset. And now he's seeing Jesus defy the very scientific mindset that we've developed over our life, that we can't walk on a liquid. And so when he steps foot out of that boat, He turned liquid into a solidified, a solid form. Oh, let that sink in. He stepped out by faith out of that boat and God performed a miracle on his first step. Now, now, again, if we use our imagination here that he's watching, his eyes are focused upon Jesus that he can do the impossible as well. And when he began to take three or four steps, the Bible says when he saw the, the when he saw that the waves were crashing and the storm or the wind was blowing, he took his eyes off Jesus. And the Bible says that he sank and he cried out, help me. 
What I love, this is another, another, for another time, another story for another time, that Jesus, the Bible says, immediately took him in or picked him up. But he made this statement, and this is where I wanna go with you today on this time that I got us. It's getting away from me right now. Is that the Bible says that Jesus said to Peter, oh you, oh ye of little faith, why did you doubt me? And today I wanna ask this question to you. We sit in our, our worlds, we sit in our cubicles, we may be sitting in our offices, we may be on your, out in the field working, you may be in the factory working, but this statement often rises to many of us. Why are we doubting a limitless God? Here's the problem, we begin to limit what a limitless God can do. Just prior to this particular chapter, we see miracles be produced and it build up probably enough faith for Peter to believe, my goodness, I can do anything that my, I can do anything as well. Jesus has given us the power and the authority that he has and maybe I can do this as well. Many of you are struggling with everyday life situations and God is just waiting for you to take that first step out. I wanna ask you this simple question, why do we doubt him? He is, a, he is a limitless God. Let me say that one more time. He is a limitless God. There is no limitation on what God can and cannot do. He can do anything, the Bible says, but fail. He can do all things. He says, I can go above and beyond even what you think or can even imagine. You let that sink in just for about five minutes in your life, then you start beginning to feel like you're a superhero. You start feeling like you can do anything but fail as well. Because when we have our eyes focused on Jesus, there is nothing impossible for him. We serve a God who, who is beyond the possibilities of man but he's a God of the impossibilities. Whew, I feel faith rising even right there. So my question to you, I wanna to present to you on this podcast is, why are you doubting him? Why are we doubting an unlimited God, a limitless God? Why are we doubting that, how are we gonna get our bills paid? Why are we doubting that if, oh God, my, my unsaved child or my unsaved spouse or family member, I want them to come to Lord and we begin to doubt and we have fear begin to cripple us because we don't understand what God can do or actually can do. Why are we doubting him? Why are you doubting God? Maybe you're sitting there right now. God has told you and give you promises about your future and they're bright and, and great. Maybe, maybe you're watching at home or you're watching this from another country. I do wanna say this, uh, I have 163 uh, cities right now that have tuned in, no, excuse me, 163 countries that have, that have tuned in to this broadcast. Uh, and so you may be, I don't know where you could be. You could be in Germany right now. Or you could be in Australia. You can be in Southern, uh, South America or Central America. And you know God has spoken something to your spirit. You know God has spoken something to you, but all of a sudden doubt is crippling you. 
Doubt is crippling your mind, even as Peter did in that moment. You know what God is telling you, and when you step out by faith, when the anointing is on your life, you see yourself doing it. But as soon as you begin to look around, fear cripples in and begins to allow doubt in your mind that you're even capable or even able of doing this this great task that God has called you to do. Here's what I want to suggest you to do, and here's my encouraging word to you today. Why are you doubting? It's time for us not to doubt anymore because we serve a big God who can do the impossible. He even said in his word, with men, all things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. We have to look at God, not as a merely human being, not as a mortal man, but we have to look at God as a God who can move obstacles in any any form or any hour, any day, or in any situation, he can do the impossible. He can move on your behalf. He can raise up, he can raise up a, 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 an army to surround you to come against the enemy that's trying to destroy the very thing that he's spoken over your life. I feel something in my spirit even as I say that. I pray right now that doubt will leave your spirit and you will walk in complete boldness. You will walk in complete faith from here on out. So I want to take the next five minutes and I want to pray that God will release that doubt off of your mind, off of your ministry, and off of your spirit this very day, this very hour. You may be watching this. uh, This is being recorded in March of 2022. You may be watching this next year by now, or you may be watching this months from now or weeks from now, but the same God I'm speaking to you about today, he's the God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. One thing I am confident in my God that he is never changing. Oh, he's never failing. He never gives up. He never, his love never runs dry. There's a song that goes, goes like that. Your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. Listen, he is a God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I am no respecter of any persons. So yes, maybe you're not Peter, Paul, John. Maybe you're not like them, but you are who you are. I'm Nathan Brozier. And he said, I am joint. Hmm. He says, I'm joint heirs with him. So doubt has to go. Doubt has no place in the presence of the almighty God. And I want to pray for you again for the next five minutes right now for the doubt that you're going through, that I pray it be released off of your spirit. Whatever country you're watching this from now, whatever city you're watching this from now, God can provide for you right there where you're sitting, standing, maybe you're in your car, maybe you're walking on a treadmill, maybe you're walking a trail, maybe you're at work right now. God's about to turn this thing around for you because God is a God of uh, of a limitless amount of supplies for us. So Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you boldly, Lord. Lord, it's time that we begin to recognize who you are, Jesus, and who we are in the kingdom.
God, you said some things to our spirit. And so Lord, now it's time for us to step out by faith as Peter did. It's time for us to step out by faith and speak to our mountains and tell them to move. It's time for us to step out that boat and walk upon land or places we've never walked or tread upon. God, I pray for those pastors that may be watching right now, those leaders, those church leaders that are that are sitting here listening to this right now, or maybe you're watching on YouTube. God, I pray right now to their spirit, God, that they will walk and do the things that you called them to do, that they won't allow the storms of this life. They won't allow the naysayers in this world. They won't allow the backbiters, the tailbearers to prevent them, the haters of the world, so to speak to prevent them from casting out and doing the very thing you've told them and called them to do, God. I pray right now a supernatural releasing of your faith will rise up in your people, that they will see you to be who you are, that they will see that you are a God of the impossibilities, that God, if you said go, then therefore you will be there right beside them. If you tell them to step out by faith, as long as we keep our eyes focused upon you, Jesus, then we can do the impossible with you and like you, God. So Father, I pray for every business owner right now, God, that is listening and watching this this particular recording, that God, that you will begin to allow their faith to arise, that they can see themselves flourish and prosper in their world of business, God, because Lord, you call, you, 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 you want us to prosper. You want us to prosper. You don't want us to be begging for bread. So God, I pray, give them the spiritual faith, God, to see their business flourish in that area, God. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray, convict your people, Lord. If we're in a place right now of doubt and fear, God, Lord, let your anointing cover us. Because, Lord, we, if we base everything off of, off, off of our flesh and our emotions and the way we feel about things, God, we would never step off that proverbial boat, God, to do anything. But, God, we know if you are for us, then who can be against us? And, Lord, if you said all we have to do is have faith as the size of a grain of a mustard seed, then, God, it just takes a little bit, God, to believe that you can do the impossible. So, Father, I pray for those that are watching right now. Be with them this week, God. And, Lord, when the enemy tries to suffocate them or suffocate them with doubt and fear, God, I want them to remember this, that who do we serve? We serve a a God who is limitless, and he's the God of the impossibilities. So we should never doubt again and tell our flesh to get behind us and that we shall operate in the spirit of the living God. Amen and amen. Well, hey, I want to thank you once again for watching this episode. Please share this broadcast. Please subscribe and and you will get updated every time I post. God bless you. We'll see you again. This is Bridging the Gap.